Hi, welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Doing It Right, the podcast for those who are uncertain. I'm Kat, I'm your host, and for today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, relationships, obsession, limerence, all that stuff. Um, Obviously, I'm not an expert, I'm not a therapist. Uh, This is just things that I've learned from my own experience that I've uh, seen in other people in my life that I've obviously looked up on my own as well, because I'm very fascinated with these things. And we're going to talk about how maybe it's not that they're amazing, Maybe it's that you expected them to be. So what I mean by this is anytime I talk to someone who has experienced a deep obsession for somebody or limerence, right, depending on how how intense it is, it's never that the person is actually amazing, the one that they're obsessed with, right? Because again, obsession is not rooted in, it's not rooted in reality in a sense, right? And um it's rooted in, if, if you're obsessed with somebody or something, there is a level of attachment there that has to require some delusion to be maintained. So when somebody that I have a call with or a friend or whoever tells me that there's a level of obsession with this person, that they can't let them go, they can't detach, they need it to happen this way, you know, it's never that the person that they are attached to or obsessed with it's never that they're actually amazing people, that they're this godlike figure, because of course not, they're human. It's that the person that that is experiencing the obsession or the limerence had the expectation that this person would be amazing. So they're holding on and obsessed with the belief and the expectation that they had initially of this person's amazingness that doesn't actually exist. So obviously there's a lot that this kind of ties into. I think a key component to all of this is feeling like you need to be saved. And this is kind of sad when you think about it in more detail. And if you've experienced it, you kind of understand that there is this feeling that maybe you've been conditioned to believe that you aren't good enough as you are, that you are a failure, that you, because you make mistakes and you're imperfect, then you don't deserve to feel safe or okay. Or maybe you were raised in a chaotic household and you never felt safe and okay. Whatever that is, right? you're experiencing this feeling of needing to be saved in some way. You need a savior. And, you know, ultimately, ideally, we would be our own saviors. We would be the people that that protect ourselves, right? Because we have to be. Not all the time. Of course, we need community. We're communal creatures. We need each other. But we also need to be our protectors. We need to be our saviors. We need to be able to look to ourselves and say, yeah, I got you. Don't worry, we're going to handle this. But if you haven't been conditioned to feel like you are that or you haven't been given the tools and the tips and the, you know, the skills to be able to do that, you won't be. So you will always look for it externally. And that doesn't always necessarily mean another person or even just a romantic partner. It could be through friendships. It could also be through um, objects. It could be through your work. You are looking for something outside of yourself to provide that safety and security that you so deeply need, that you feel so lacking in. So you will attach to the idea of something that is supposed to do that for you, that's supposed to make you feel this safe and secure, that's supposed to save you from yourself in a sense. Because, and this is like the next part that this ties into, you're probably looking to be saved by another person or an experience or whatever, because you don't feel safe with yourself. If you are always berating yourself, if you're always judging yourself, if you're always, you know, shaming yourself for mistakes you've made or your imperfections, why would you want to be around yourself? Right? And this is something that's really difficult to accept and reckon with. 
there's a lot of grief when you realize that you've been doing this and that your your inner child, your inner self does not feel safe with you. That is why they are always looking for somebody else to save them because with you they feel like you are you, you are the thing that's holding them captive, like that you are the thing that's not protecting them. You are their abuser in a sense, right? And again, this ties into how you might have been conditioned to think of yourself growing up. Maybe your family felt that way about themselves. So it was kind of projected onto you. And now you feel that way about yourself. It could be generational trauma, right? But you don't feel safe with yourself. So you are looking to get saved externally by someone else or something else. And, you know, in this example, we're obviously talking about relationships because I haven't, I don't think I've done a relationship topic in a while on my podcast, but remember that this can apply to so many other things in life any kind of relationship quote unquote in your life whether that's platonic whether that's like a work relationship whatever this can apply to it right but say you're looking for a partner who you it's coming from this place of needing to be saved right so you're looking for this partner because you want to be saved deep down you might not consciously realize this but deep down that's the feeling right and i'm sure if you think about this if you journal about it you might uncover that this is also you because this is something that i had to really come to terms with about myself at times you want to be safe. So you're going after a partner because you want this person to make you feel good about yourself. You want someone who's going to be really into you and like cares about you and sees your flaws and still likes you for them, right? That's what you want in a partner because you don't feel like you are able to give that to yourself. So you are looking for it externally. So you find this person, you're like, oh, this person's going to make me feel good and safe and protected. And they're going to save me from how awful I think I am, how awful I tell myself I am all the time. They're going to look at me and be like, no, you're great. They're going to pull you up from the rubble of your, you know, self-limiting beliefs and self-flagellation and make you feel good enough. So you find someone, you meet this person, you get to know them, you know, a date or two, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter how long, but, you know, you start to get to know them and you start feeling safe with them because they seem cool. They seem nice. uh, You like them, but also because of this kind of deep need to be saved, you attach to them very quickly because it's almost out of a sense of desperation. You're so quick to let go of yourself, to leave yourself, to find someone, the, the, the safety and the refuge in somebody else. So prematurely, you attach to this person because you're, you're desperate um, to leave yourself, to find somebody else. So you're thinking that they're amazing. Your, your mind is convincing you that this person is so amazing. Like, th- this is why I have to attach them so quickly. Like, look, they have these great qualities. Okay, perfect. We found them. We found the person that's going to do this for us. Great. You attach to them prematurely before you know this person and you create this image of them, this idealized image of them as being amazing and perfect and they're going to save you. They are your savior. You put them on this pedestal. And then when maybe things don't work out because, you know, life doesn't always work out that way or relationships, you know, you get to know each other a little bit and then you realize like, oh, we're not quite aligned or that person realizes, you know what? I like this person, but maybe a relationship's not for me right now because I don't feel ready to take on that responsibility, whatever. And that relationship ends after a couple of weeks, a month, whatever. And you are now attached to them. And you are saying to yourself, but they're so amazing. Like, I'm never going to find anyone like them again. I'm not going to, you know, they're, they're perfect. They're so great. Like, I need them. But if you were to take a step back and look at it objectively, it's not that they're amazing. It's not that they're perfect. It's not like that they are this godlike figure. It's that you wanted them to be. You really, really wanted them to be because you needed the saving you, you feel like you are like stuck in this place where you need it. And they gave you a glimpse of that enough for you to create the fantasy in your mind, right? They gave you the glimpse of it and you're like, okay, perfect. So you ran with that. You created this 
this idealized image, this character description of them. And you're like, perfect. So this is it. And when they show themselves to be human and flawed and not perfect, and they make mistakes too, and they thought they wanted this, but they don't now because it's like, you know, it's a lot of work to be in a relationship, whatever, whatever comes up. You are now stuck on them because you have tied yourself to this idea of who you wanted them to be so that you can feel saved. And it's really sad because you now end up spending your time and energy trying to fulfill this belief about somebody that might not ever actually be true about them. It's most likely not true about them because again, they are human, they are imperfect. They are not gonna live up to this character that you've created in your mind. Instead of spending that time and energy on working with yourself and working on those self-limiting beliefs and those, you know, the self-flagellation and the shaming and all that stuff, you're spending all that time and energy on them. And the more time and energy you spend on that person and you hyper fixate on them and you try to figure out what happened and why and how to make it work again, the more you're convincing yourself subconsciously that they are that important, that they are on this pedestal because you're giving that attention. What you give that attention to becomes more important to you because you're just reinforcing the idea of like, see, I wouldn't be thinking about them if they weren't this important, right? So they must be this important if I'm thinking about them, right? It creates this like self-fulfilling prophecy in a sense, this cycle. Instead of taking that time and energy and bringing that back to you and figuring out, okay, where are the places in my life where I feel like I need saving? Why do I feel like I need saving? Why do I not feel safe with myself? And it's hard to do that, right? It, it, that's the thing. It's really uncomfortable to sit with yourself and say, I don't feel safe with myself. What am I doing? How can I change this? It's so painful to accept that, that you are your worst enemy in a sense. It's so painful to accept that. So you'd rather attach to the fantasy because the fantasy is fun. This idea of someone saving you, a prince charming or a princess, you know, because it could be whoever, whoever you're dating. It doesn't have to just be about men, but it's so much more fun to think about it that way because the idea of being saved feels so much better. You don't have to do anything. You, you are good enough as you are and this person realizes it. But think about that for a second. If that's what you want, but you're not giving that to yourself, you're not feeling good enough as you are with your flaws and all, how can you then expect to receive it from other people in a healthy way? You can't because you don't even allow yourself to feel it from you. So even if you were to be in a fully functioning relationship with this person who you've attached to, who is maybe not in your life anymore, even if you were to be fully functioning with them and it was to be a healthy, normal relationship, you probably still wouldn't feel the way you're trying to feel because you don't know how to receive that feeling. You don't know how to receive that feeling of being saved because you're not doing it for yourself to know what it feels like. So even if you were in a fully functioning relationship and this person was like, yeah, you're great. I love you as you are with flaws and all, you won't believe it, right? Because you haven't even done that for yourself enough to believe it. So they could be this perfect Prince Charming showing up at your door, which of course, that's just a fantasy. But let's say for, for argument's sake that they were, you still wouldn't believe it. So it would be that self-fulfilling prophecy still of I'm not good enough. They're lying. They just want something from me or um, whatever other, you know, narratives pop up in your mind to make you not trust this because you have not been showing it to yourself enough to know what it feels like and to believe that you are worthy of having someone care for you unconditionally in this way. So it is, it's again, it's sad, but I think if you are finding yourself attached to somebody in obsession, in limerence, and you're not, you can't understand why, how to let go of it, it's, it's consuming you, you're so hyper fixated on them, ask yourself in what ways you feel like you need to be saved and why you feel like they're the one to save you. And really list out their who they are, their character. 
and their flaws too and look at them and see look they are not perfect and yet for some reason I feel like they're the ones that are going to save me why right and what part of myself am I not feeling safe with why don't I feel safe with myself that I need to so deeply attach to somebody else because there's a difference between obsession of course and and love for somebody you can love someone you can really care about them there's nothing wrong with that but I'm talking specifically about obsession here, especially when it comes to somebody that's not in your life anymore, who has left or you've broken up, but you've, you're so deeply obsessed with them to the point where maybe it feels like, oh no, I just really, really love them. But if you're hyper fixating, if you can't function, if you can't do things that are good for you in your life, that's not healthy, right? That's not good for you. That's obsession. That is limerence. And there's something under underneath that. There's something underlying that. And it's important for you to figure out what that is. And I think, not always, obviously, it's just from my own experience. It's coming from this place of feeling like you need saving from yourself and you found this person, you attached them as your savior. So basically, it's all about repairing that relationship with yourself and figuring out ways to be kinder to yourself, more loving, more forgiving, and being your own savior at times, right? That's really important. So I hope this was helpful. I hope it was informative. I hope it offered a different perspective on this if you are struggling with this right now. If you want to talk about this in more detail, you know, specifically about your situation, feel free to book a one-to-one call with me for 30 minutes and 60 minutes. I also have a Substack where I write about these topics and I also have just launched a journaling class where I show you how to journal intentionally the way I do and the way I come to all these insights and conclusions. So if you want to do that, if you want to book in with me, feel free to check out my website. All the links will be in the show notes below. Thank you for listening and I'll be back again soon with another episode.